FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Shunley. And I'm Lauren. And we are the Two Wild Orchids. Oh, that's right. That's your line. Totally my line. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where you want to come if you want to have sex and fun with us. And anything else to do with sex, but nothing to do with flowers. <laughs> this is not a botany show. If you are here to learn how to plant orchids, you are in the wrong place. Okay, I have to tell you as we get started, because you're sitting on a vibrator. <laughs> okay, so everybody knows I'm basically sitting on a vibrator. Slowly tweaking one of my butt cheeks. All right, so, well, you are. <laughs> my best friend, actually, she's like the worst friend ever, but... I like people who are the worst friend ever. Like, you were a shitty friend. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But explain why. The worst friend ever club. Like, when I made friends with Shelly, she said, look, I don't do needy friendships. And I said, great, me neither. She said, I'm not going to call you. We're not going to hang out. I'm not going to text you. If I'm working, I'm busy. Period. I'll get back to you when I get back to you. But I'll tell you, this was what really worked. Is she set the bar so low that in the early years of our friendship, if she called me, I felt so special, I answered. It didn't matter what I was doing. (laughs) Oh, my God, she's calling me. She's calling me. I made her feel like a champ. So the reason Shelly's important for today's discussion is because Lauren's vibrator is actually Shelly's invention. Her daughter was in a bad car accident. Mm -hmm. They told her she wouldn't walk again, she wouldn't have children, and Shelly just wanted to get her out of pain, so she invented the device you're sitting on. Yes. Which is working on your hip now. Yeah, my butt. Your butt, your butt cheek. Yeah, okay. my butt cheek. Okay, so I forget why we were talking about the vibrator you're sitting on. Because we have a sex podcast. Oh, right. Really <laughs> <laughs> so, we can like but i'm pretty sure oh, i remember six. i remember i remember because i wanted to talk about shelly and her nudity thing mm. okay but shelly basically invented a vibrator but is afraid of nudity shelly took a drawing class with naked people and positioned her easel so the only thing that she could see was the guy's foot <laughs> so it's the so only thing she drew that's the foot? only thing she drew. her entire book is full of feet but why did she go to the class in the first place then because she wanted to learn to draw Okay, but you can go to class and learn to draw still lights that aren't naked men. That is a great question. We could have Shelly on the show. and I have no idea, but I promise you, she's got a whole thing full of feet. I mean, that's life drawing, learning how to draw. It's called life drawing. I'm nudity just, naked. I'm just saying. So Shelly's thing about nudity is funny to me because, A, she's my worst friend in the world, and we've been friends for a decade or more. I've never seen her without clothes on, ever. Interesting. Not even like, you know, we stayed in hotel rooms together. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like out of the shower, into the shower, same hotel room, drop my towel. Never. Never. on quickly. Never, ever. Wait, it, so she goes into the bathroom? She goes into the bathroom completely dressed. What happens when she goes to the gym? Oh, she doesn't go to the gym. Or, <laughs> That's what she would tell you. <laughs> I want to know how she has sex. Let's be clear. You turn the lights off, I suppose. I guess. Or you can keep a top on. So here's how bad it is. If I'm going pee, we'll be on the phone and I'll go to pee. She can hear the trickle. (laughs) I feel like most people take offense when you're on the phone with them and peeing at the same time. You and I don't. We do it to each other all the time. I don't think so. Just so for me. So this, is, this is a great opportunity for people to chime in on that. So we have a website. You're welcome to comment on this on at twowildorchids.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, and we would love to hear, do you pee on when you're on the phone? I and think people if do. if you hear people peeing while on the phone, do you take offense to it? Would you rather say, listen, I've got to pop to the bathroom. I'll phone you back in five minutes. No, I have to pee, and usually what I'm saying is important to me. Well, <laughs> Maybe I don't want to listen to you pee. Mm. But that's inside you. Fix you. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, there are other things you can do. You can just roll up a whole lot of toilet paper and put it in the bowl so that you don't hear the trickle because it doesn't hit the water. <gasps> I never thought of that. Soundproofing your pee. I never thought of that. But also bathrooms are echoey. So even if you're soundproofing your pee, you can still tell, you can still tell someone's in a bathroom. You totally can. In the early years of our friendship, you and Shelly, me and Shelly, I'd go pee. And she'd say, are you peeing? And I'd go, yes. And she'd hang up. <laughs> and I'd call her up and ask her, why did you hang up on me? She goes, you're naked. I was like, okay. Well, you don't necessarily have to be naked to pee. Well, I didn't strip down out of everything. It's like yeah, you it's dropped your and You dropped your pants. But in naked. Shelly's world, I'm naked. So the best part is that she lives in very conservative Oklahoma City. She grew up very conservative. How we are I friends know. is a mystery. Well, that's exactly. I was like, really? How are you two friends? It's a mystery. But she tells people I'm her naked friend. Because you walk around naked. All the time. Yeah, I know this. So when I meet her friends, they go, oh, you're Shelly's naked friend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she invented a vibrator, right? (laughs) She invented a vibrator. She's got a naked friend. Something does not compute. So in all fairness, Shelly, if she listens to this and just gets all up, I I can just hear her. Her vibrator is not really a vibrator. It is a medical device that cures pain. I don't think she would want to know that her neuralumin could be used for that. (laughs) She does now. Awesome, Shelly. Did you know you slept that thing you on your wrapped hoo-ha? it around? We can try it later. Yeah, we can try it later. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna kill us. Or wrap it around the dick. Ooh, I think the pad might be too big, but I bet if we stuck it under his ball sack. Ooh, and then started electric stem. We're gonna need a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, no, never mind. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, where is someone who can sit on their? I could sit on it. I don't know if you're a good judge. Yeah, that's the problem. I've got this thing up to 99. Like, it's not hurting me. So, Lauren has this weird thing about pain. She's like the world's best pain slut because she was struck by lightning as a child. So, so pain's not really pain. That's amazing to me. So, how does your body receive pain? Usually, very pleasurably. So, sitting on that little stingy thing right now, you're having a nice time. Pretty much. That was the, she's glowing. <laughs> I mean, like, why do you think I put it on before we started? <laughs> it's like when your phone rings and you're sitting in the car. Put it between your legs. Oh, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> the things I didn't think about. Now, I have heard when people travel, they'll take their electric toothbrush for that reason, because then it's not as obvious when they take their stage mic. Okay. So, stage mic is my word for vibrator. Yes, so way. that everybody knows. To be fair, your vibrator does look like a stage mic. So well, there's no, there's no judging in that. There's <laughs> no judging. But, but you're right. looks, I mean, if you want to picture a stage microphone, that's what Chinese vibrator looks like. It, Not yes. like a standard dildo you would picture, which is just like a cock. Right. No, no, it does. But, you know, we came up with that word because when I travel for speaking, you don't want somebody going, hey, did you pack your vibrator? So Jason will say to me, did you pack your stage mic? You bet. Every <laughs> the thing, first thing they say is, that and a pair of heels. That's it. I'm ready to travel yeah. now. Have, have I bad, pretty much go shopping for everything else. Right? Have stage mic, we'll speak. Yeah. <laughs> or moan. Or moan. <laughs> Makes a noise. When we announced that we were doing this show. Oh, if, we should talk about my mom. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, so let me tell the part about me. And, yes, all right. So if you've ever been with me before, if this is the first time you've ever listened to me, I'm, it's Sean Lee speaking now. You may not know I did a show for a long time on Facebook called Life with Sean Lee. Well, when we decided to do this sex podcast, I felt that my tribe was owed an explanation where I had been, what I'd been doing. So I did a whole little show on here's what's going on. Yeah. From that, we made some early clips, some early like teaser clips. And now it's your turn to tell what happened. (laughs) So we made teaser clips for the Two Wild Orchids podcast. You have to tell them about your mother first. And 
Well, what I did was we posted the teases on Facebook. Well, you have to tell about your mom first. How well, is your mom? Okay, so my mother is prim and proper, and I obviously sound prim and proper. You do, actually. So imagine me on steroids then, with the non-fun aspect of wanting to talk about sex or anything that might be taboo. Frigid? Would we call her on Frigid? Well, that's, that's cold. She's not cold and unfeeling. She's very prim and proper and conservative. And things like sex and religion and politics are not something you discuss at the dinner table. Or pretty much reserved? Yeah, reserved is probably a good one. Okay. So we don't talk about sex at your dinner table. We do not talk about (laughs) sex ever. Yes. Well, (laughs) next dinner party is going to be really fun. Because we have that shirt that says shit you can't say at a dinner party. It's on our website. But the point is, as you're listening to this, I swear, and I think I swear more often than you do. I'm catching up. (laughs) Well, good. Come on now. Come on now. People who swear are more interesting people. Well, I think that's true. I think it's how you use the swear word. So I think there's a difference between punctuation and wounding. Because I know that years ago when I had our construction company and prior to that, I worked with the Navy. So I could, sw- I can hold my own with a sailor. Okay. <laughs> but I think that when you use it as punctuation and particularly when you say it the way you say it, Jesus, fuck. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> But it's totally how you sound. But if you use it as Jesus fucking Christ, blah, 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 it's a totally different. Yeah. If it's just you have a dirty mouth. Yeah. You just have a dirty yeah. mouth. Right. So I think when it's used in a fun, playful manner, I think it's got its place. Yeah. Because I certainly wouldn't want to be sitting at somebody's kindergarten class. No. That kind of thing. So if your children are listening on the drive to school, this is a good time to yeah, turn, to it, turn off. it off. Yeah, turn it off. When I, what I started to say before we went down the mom train was once I announced on Facebook that we were doing this. First of all, thank you to everyone listening because the the response has been overwhelmingly positive. It has been. People are like, oh my God, when's it coming out? And I can't wait to hear it. And and what about this? So happy that you guys are talking about something that we all think about, but nobody wants to say. Yes. Yes. So because of that, we were getting letters and questions already. Which I'm super excited. I'm so excited about that. so amazing. <laughs> like two days. Oh, my God. We got this letter. And so we were excited for a couple of reasons. So before I forget to mention, because this launches August 8th, 8, 8 of 19, which there's all sorts of fun numerology in yeah, that. But that's for another time. Another topic. When we launch, we are also launching the same day that FETCON in St. Petersburg yes. is launching. And we will be at FETCON. We in will St. be at FETCON. We will be promoting our show. We will be talking to people. And much to Lauren's chagrin, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be speaking at yes. FETCON. Lauren is very excited about this. When I told Lauren we were getting, we got slated to speak at FETCON, she breathed in a paper sack for three days. <laughs> she had a mind meltdown. <laughs> What? I'm going to speak in front of people? What the fuck? So, it's like, nope, this is not a good idea. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> She's so like, so you're happy to be naked in front of people, but you just don't want to talk to them. I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. I don't have any problem being naked in front of people. No, neither do I. But obviously, we started with Shelly. She didn't want me to be naked. She didn't want people to be naked. Okay, I don't know how she has sex. I don't, but I've never been there. Why so did I don't you ask her? Well, because she's Shelly. She hangs up when I tell her I'm peeing. To kind of scale back here, we are starting to get letters. Yes. And so we got one, and I thought we should do it. We talked about it before the show. And so do you want to read the letter? Uh, you go ahead. Are you sure? Oh, you want me to do it? You have a lovely voice. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll drink my tea. Ah, okay. Fair enough, because I've been drinking mine. So we got this letter from Wolf. That's what he said. He wrote it on his thing. Yeah, See? from Wolf. Okay. And it goes like this. My partner has tried to get me to allow him to choke me during sex. 
He said that just before I would pass out, that he would stop choking and the air would rush back in, causing a euphoria, and that it would be mind-blowing sex. I just can't understand how that is safe or mind-blowing sex. Maybe that's because I'm a survivor of someone trying to choke me to death that left permanent damage to my throat and I have PTSD. How can there be any safety in choking someone? Question mark, question mark, question mark. How can you choke someone that you claim to love when you know but they're almost murdered by choking? Question mark, question mark. And as a survivor, how can you trust someone that wants you to allow them to choke you? How is being choked during or just prior to sex supposed to be pleasurable? Wow. There's a lot in there. Okay. Well, thank you for your, for your letter. And just for the record, anybody else listening who has questions, this is how it's going to kind of go down as we format this. Let's start there. How do you feel about someone choking you during sex? I don't really have an issue with it, but I think there's a difference between choking and kind of what I was reading up about what's called breath play. Okay. And the idea of having some a hand around your neck, you don't necessarily have to be choking someone. It's just a very powerful position for that person to be in and a very vulnerable position for you to be in. So I've seen it done. I've had it done to me. I'm not a giant fan, but I'm not, don't do it, don't do it. That's not what I'm at either. Yeah. I'm, but nobody ever tried to kill me. It's, yeah, no, okay, yeah, nobody's ever tried to kill me either that I'm aware of by choking. Yeah. But yeah, I've had it happen to me during the time. It was pretty pleasurable. The mm-hmm. after effects with the bruises were pretty funny. That was funny. <laughs> I did not choke her, to be clear. <laughs> no, she did not choke me. I was not Nobody the choker. Else choked me. And oh, that's also, funny. to be fair, okay, you'll see us at FedCon, but once you know what I look like, I glow in the dark pale. Yeah, you poke her, she's going to bruise. Yeah, you poke me, I'm going to bruise. I mean, I will walk past a table. I bet you'll have a bruise on your ass from that vibrator. I probably do. I bet you do. I bet you do. Okay, so let's talk about why it's erotic. Let's just kind of start there. Because I did some research too. And so there's some science behind it. Let's just kind of cover that really fast and then okay. get into the fun stuff. When you think about your body in general, withholding breath means that when you breathe again, a lot of things happen. Your lungs expand, your and sensations are heightened. Yeah. Everything. It's kind of like, I think about it like a kink in a hose. Okay. And so when you think about a water hose, the water stream and fine. Pressure and building up and building up. It builds up and then <gasps> release. And there's all sorts of things that happen in your body. You know, endorphins get released, you know, all the things that your body's going, holy crap, we have to save ourselves. Yeah. All that stuff comes out and you're in that sexual space anyway. Yeah. So if you combine that, if you can manage to time it with an orgasm. Well, yeah. I mean, that would be fantastic, but it can be pre-orgasm play. It can be foreplay. Mm -hmm. It can be any of that as well. So I was looking at some of this and they talk about that it's exhilarating. It's got this heightened state of exhilaration from where if your level of arousal, let's say it's already at a 10 and on a scale of one to 10, that breath play can take it to a 20 for that brief couple of seconds. Yeah, because it's perceived almost as a life-threatening situation that you're in. Yeah, yeah so, you, so your adrenaline So your adrenaline's in. pumping, your whole yes. body's going into this mode of, <gasps> well, let's be clear, it kind of is a life-threatening situation. Well, yes. you're me. <laughs> <laughs> well assuming you trust your partner not to trick you to death, you're fine. <laughs> so that was some of the stuff I was reading. I think about this. The whole life-threatening aspect of it, it is a perceived fantasy. It was just one of the articles I was reading going, if you are doing it with your partner, you are creating a fantasy environment. Mm-hmm. You know that it's not a life-threatening situation, but it is perceived as one. Therefore, your body reacts as if it is one. Okay. So the heightened sensations, the everything. I have this little 
voice in my head that's a little worrier. And anytime something comes up, it goes, hey, did you ever think about this? Did This could happen. So I've got that little voice that's a worrier. I think most people, unless you're Lauren and got electrocuted, most people <laughs> do have that voice. <laughs> For me, I think, what if you're in the throes of passion? Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but if I've had really amazing sex, I might not remember it the next day. I go in this really totally zone of sex space. You know, you might say to me, do you remember this? Oh, that's right. But I just remember feeling that passion and the intensity of that feeling. So if somebody is in that state of passion, and that's what the reading that I did was, and they lose that kind of control because they're so in that passionate space. It takes like under a minute or something to kill someone. To choke somebody. Okay, (laughs) so I choke somebody. Exactly. Well, I think the whole idea about choking is that you have to actually be present in the situation. You can't necessarily let those endorphins take you along that road. Especially if you're the choker. Yes. Yes, yes. I think you're right. I think you still have to stay present because you can tap out. Exactly. Tap out or have a safe word because if I can't say my safe word, you're choking me too hard. True. That's really a very good point. I hadn't considered that, yeah. but you're right. So then it's an immediate release. Okay. But that goes back to that asphyxiation thing. I think that's the point of it is to cut off that air supply long enough yeah. to let that build up of that kinked hose build up. In which case, I don't know if you could talk. Like, I don't, I'll choke you later if you want. We'll sure, see we if can you can taste talk. it out. Yeah. You want to do it now? Hold on, I'm going to choke her. We're gonna okay, wait, wait, there's a specific way to choke somebody. It's on either side of the esophagus, not right at the front. Okay, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to get up and come around to a chair. Okay. So if I am choking you, yes. all right, I'm behind her, so you can't see us. I'm going to yeah. do this. So I'm behind you, and I have hands on either side of your neck. Yeah. Okay. And you're squeezing my esophagus. And I'm squeezing like this. So I go like this. So essentially, my voice is getting less and less. <laughs> she's bruises tomorrow. <laughs> For good reason. For good reason. My office is going to be like, what the hell? But I think that most people, when you choke someone, at least the way I perceive it, if it's a guy and a girl, or even if he's I'm getting on top a, of you. Yeah, but right? if I'm getting a squeak out, so if I can't say the whole safe word, if it's a squeak, because you're not holding my entire head, you're holding my neck, mm-hmm. so I can do the no. Right, you can move your head. I can move my head, I can say no, and you immediately stop. Yes, but I think what that was a big lesson for me just now, because when I was choked in sex, the person I was with put their hands over the top of my windpipe. Yeah. Over that front part that's of your neck. going to make you automatically cough. Do it to yourself. Like, your first reaction is to go. <clears throat> My first reaction is to try to find an intake of breath. Yeah. Right? So, but I, that is where I've seen that done. That's where I've had that done. Yeah. But you're right. I could make you squeak just by squeezing on the side. Exactly. Want to try again? Sure. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> I was just saying, maybe we don't actually dislike choking that much because maybe we just haven't been doing it properly. Maybe so. Because when we were looking at the research, one of the things that I saw that I thought was terrific was the images of, and I think I'll use this as our podcast cover for this, is the images of him doing it from behind. So I never considered that either as an introduction to choking, kind of choking 101. Because there are some aspects when you're in the throes of passion, you kind of want the choking. Before I was ever choked, mm-hmm. I wanted it, but like I didn't want it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You can start with the hand behind the neck. There's nothing to do with the esophagus there. There's no... There's no windpipe wind damage. Windpipe damage. There's no... You not being able to catch your breath. There's no fear of you passing out because you're not getting enough air. Mm-hmm. That is just the sensation of the massive amount of control somebody else has over you in that moment. And I think that's what this... Where's the email? I think that's what this email is really speaking to. Yes. Is, is it's not about the choking. If you are the choker, you've got control. And if you're the chokey, you're the vulnerable one in a position of no control. So as I look at this, right, and 
I think I might have told you this. I've been a speaker, so everyone else knows. I've been a speaker for a long time, and there's a speaker that I know named Mike Domeritz, and he wrote a book called Can I Kiss You? You did tell me about right. this. And so his and whole thing... was so lovely. He, it really was Asking lovely. Asking for consent. But it was way before the Me Too movement. Mm. I mean, he was so ahead of his time. And so he's got this really great book out called Can I Kiss You? Which, when I look at this email, the discussion of this email is, is my partner has tried to get me to allow him to choke me during sex. And so just to kind of make sure that everybody's on the same page, if you want to be choked, oh, say it. Yeah, choke me. Let's choke try me. it. Yeah. But... And I get that it's a vulnerable space, right? I get but you're already in a vulnerable space if you're having sex with somebody. Yes. Yes. You, you've you, already you've, been willing put, to go there. Yeah. So you put just, let's say, step one vulnerability and choking is going up to step five. Right. Right. So just to give it a scale. Right. But I think that the so two parts there. of this is the, I get that the partner wants it. Yeah. Right. And I get that the receiver, Wolf in this case, is not so sure what Wolf wants. I don't remember. Wait. Somebody wants to be choked and somebody doesn't, right? So the one who doesn't has to be, have the freedom in the relationship. He's the one who doesn't want to. Right. Has to have the freedom to, no, she doesn't. I think she's, wait, you know what? I think Wolf. she's a girl, but she's got a boyfriend. I'm looking. My partner tried to get me to allow him to choke me. So I uh, think, right. I'm assuming it's a girl. Oh, uh, right. Could okay. be a guy. I oh, know. I just assumed by the name Wolf. Yeah, that so we don't know. Dude. We don't know if you're a dude or a girl, but in okay. either it, case, it, it, it doesn't way. matter. Yeah. When you want something from someone, it's not safe for them in the relationship to put pressure on it. Agreed. Bring up, hey, I'd like to choke you sometime, and and there's ways to have dialogue about it that are non-threatening. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Well, there's that too, right? That's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. Okay, so hang on a minute, because I thought this choking stuff was fascinating. I like the behind the neck choke choking. Me I, too. I like that as a introduction to it. If you want to try it, just see how it feels. Yeah. Oh look! It even is on your website, on your on your internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. never choke someone so hard choke. they can't express words. <laughs> it's like you had to write that. <laughs> well, obviously, your partner should be able to answer you if you speak. So somebody asked, "Is choking a gateway sex act?" In other well, words, that's what I was saying. That's foreplay. You can use choking as foreplay. But what there, what I was reading is, is and it's kind of funny that we're going to be speaking at FetCon for this period. Is it a gateway sex act? In other words, is this a is it the gateway drug to kink and BDSM? Is the question? Uh, I read it more as use it as foreplay as opposed to within the throes of passion and intensifying orgasm. Well, that's what I've heard too, but I, I can't remember. Did you orgasm when somebody choked you? I know I didn't. No, I didn't. Because when I was being choked, my air supply was not being restricted. It was the feeling of the power of the man's neck around my throat. You mean your his hand around your neck? Yes, his hand. What did I say? Neck around my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. hand around my neck. So there's that level of trust and surrender that has to come. Yes, yeah, so that that has to come in first and foremost. Right, right. And then if you're doing the air restriction, that's another element to it. That's going up that vulnerability scale. Right. I just love this idea because it says here in one of the ones I'm reading to grab her behind the neck and give her a sense of danger. And it's so close to her throat without having to actually choke her from the front. Yeah. And so I think like one of the sexiest things I think a man can do um, or a woman, I suppose, is walk up behind you and nibble that spot. Your trapezius muscles where it's at, but between your neck and your shoulder blade, that right there spot for me is so sensitive. And I think it's because it's coming from behind. I don't see it. And yeah, it's there. It's and there's surprise. that sensual surprise. Yeah. And so if you're in that sensual surprise space anyway, that choking element certainly well, would heighten it. It certainly would heighten it for me anyway. Now, let me look back at the question because Wolf had several questions. How could you choke someone that you claim to love, but you know they were almost murdered by choking? To me, that's such a not choking question. Agreed. 
That's that's not a choking question. No, that's yeah. a why would you put me in a position again that you know I'm afraid of? Yeah, that's a trauma question. Yeah, exactly, a trauma question. So and it's funny that we're going to be at that comment, like I said, because this is a control question more than anything else. It's not a dominance and submission question as much as it's a control and relationship question. Yeah. Because he's demanding it. We're going to assume Wolf is a girl for the sake of discussion. He's demanding it. She's saying, you knew this was bad for me at one point in my life. And he's saying, I want to take you there again. It begs the question, why do I want to take you there again? Well, maybe I want to change your perception of it and make it a good thing. I'm all about orgasm. I told you about that. I'm <laughs> orgasm. Um, you therapy. had an experience that's negative mm-hmm. and I'm giving you a safe space to make it positive. That's a great point to rewrite something, to yeah. rewrite your own history. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I had, you know what? I hadn't even considered it from that perspective. As a survivor, how could you trust someone that wants you to allow them to choke you? That goes again, back to trust. How, who is the partner? How long have you guys been together? If this is two weeks, this is a bad idea. So, <laughs> but listen, you obviously opened up the dialogue. Yeah. So you've done kind of the hardest step is opening up the dialogue. So. Right. The vulnerability of opening up the dialogue is, yeah, it's a hundred percent I think it's scary to say to somebody, hey, I would like to choke you. Or it's scary to say, hey, I want you to choke me while we're doing this. Because then there's an inherent judgment in that. You think that they're going to judge you for asking for something that may be perceived as weird or odd or... Don't get me started on perceptions of judgment. Don't get me started. That's why we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) It's to get that whole idea of all of these kind of judgmental, perceived judgmental topics or perceived topics that shouldn't be discussed open and on the table and yes. less taboo. Yes. So if you've joined us at all in any of our earlier shows or you watched my Facebook live on this, that's one of the things that Lauren and I really made as a mission from the very start when we met and we haven't known each other really statistically, you know, in terms of timeline, not really that long, less than a year. Yeah, that's true. But sex was something we could talk about very openly and honestly, right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Yeah. I grew up with judgmental parents. So I come from a curious space because I wanted to be different. Yeah. Well, I also always wanted to be different. Because, yeah, mom doesn't like you cursing on the show. Yeah, <laughs> mom doesn't like me cursing, let alone what we were actually discussing. Yeah, God, can't you use mean, this show? You had bruises on your neck. <laughs> Why did you get those? Well, now. Oh, oh, the best part was when you said, so when she had bruises on her neck, she was here visiting. When she had bruises on her neck, a, a friend of ours said, what is it, you, a teenager leaving hickeys? And yeah. you were like, it wasn't hickeys. Yeah. <laughs> That guy went white. <laughs> he did not expect he, that response. Mic drop, walk away. That's it. I didn't expect that answer. Yeah. That was not what I was, that was not what I was going for. But you know, when I look at people today, I am astonished by the idea of judgment more than anything. And I think that's what I think that's the problem. I don't think it's that so many people judge. I think so many people are scared of being judged that they assume everybody's judging them. Yes, but think about it as well. The accessibility to the internet, Facebook, Twitter, you can do everything without somebody seeing you. So it's a more judgmental world than we've ever actually been in because I can pass judgment on you on a comment on something as an anonymous person. True, and people on the internet tend to be very judgmental because they're anonymous. That's exactly the next one point. So what I'm hearing is people need to get out with people more. Yes, exactly. And if you want to be choked, I know for sure you can't do that remotely unless you you do it to yourself. You mentioned that earlier. I did. Okay. So we were quickly kind of discussing choking yourself and okay. 
with the two hands, it's never really going to work because your body's going to go into that fight or flight mode and you're going to stop choking yourself. So I had suggested putting a belt around your neck. <laughs> Which I was her reaction. She'd never thought about that. But if you want to play with the idea of doing it alone, or, I mean... I Make mean, sure it's a loose belt because we don't want anybody really... Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, or, don't be stupid. Okay, Let's well, listen, part. or a silk scarf or a pashmina and put it in that loop and pull it yourself. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, have you ever seen a dog choke chain? Yes. Okay, so the funny thing about those things is people talk about how dogs choke themselves out. Yes. It's because they put it on backwards. Okay. So a choke chain, when you put it on the right way and you tug on the dog's choke chain, it'll immediately release. Release, right? yeah. If you do it the backwards way, it'll stay there. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. What I worry about is somebody being dumb enough to do it so tight that they pass out and die. Yeah. So don't do anything stupid. Okay? Yeah, if you do anything stupid and die, it's your own fucking fault. Yeah. Do, not, <laughs> do not come back and haunt us. Do, do not come like, back and say it was our fault. We told you, you to do it. You two orchids told me to strangle myself with a belt, and now I'm dead. Right, and my mom's coming after you. Yeah. yeah, forget that shit. If you are going to do it, do it with a buddy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> do it with a buddy. You know, because when um, Lots of these things you should have a buddy system with. 100%. So, like, for example, whenever um, I have played in any type of bondage stuff, uh, the partner that I was playing with would always show me where the outs were. Like if he tied me to the bed, he would say, okay, in the event that I have a heart attack and die, yeah, this is hold this string. And you will be able to get out <laughs> of this position phone 911. Which I always thought was very wise. Yeah. But that, that, and that goes back to kind of playing with the safe word during choking or being able to move your head to one side to say no. Yes. There is always an ability to get out of the situation. At least there always should be the ability to get right. out of the situation. Right. And that's the part of it that I was going to address is don't go into that situation to please someone else. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. The party's going to enjoy it because it's going to be very obvious. Yes. So, okay. So let's back up to a second there. Here's my thing. I believe, every, and I raised my kid this way. You have to try everything once. So I never made him finish his plate or anything, but by God, you were going to taste everything that was in front of you just taste it because I, I think experiences in life are where you find your joy so I'm all for everybody trying it but I'm not for anybody being coerced into trying it agreed and here's the thing whatever the sex act is well I was just going to say that whatever we talk about I mean mm -hmm. BDSM choking anal spanking, sex anal plugs, sex butt plugs sitting whatever. on vibrators yeah I mean, <laughs> the whole idea of what we discuss is, is that it's consensual yes it's always consensual and there's a want from both sides to want to do it and if you do it and you don't like it, that's okay. Put your hand up and go, I don't like this. This yeah. is not for me. There's an argument to be made. Tell me what you think about this. So if we segue from choking for just a second. Okay. And we just go to something like anal sex because okay. there's lots of people with lots of feelings about it. Yes. Okay? Most and of the feelings are no. Exactly, right? <laughs> so most of the feelings are no. So a woman tries it once and she wasn't appropriately prepared and she's like, don't ever uh -huh. fucking come near mm -hmm. my ass again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the dolphin. Right? So, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's in here shaking her head like a dog. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. But, but then it goes back to, should she try it again? Because when it's done right, it is remarkably pleasurable. Agreed. The same thing cross applies back to choking, right? If you do it once and you hated it, did you hate it because it was a new, unfamiliar experience? Well, if you did it once and you're not willing to try doing it again, then just don't do it again. It's like I tried mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. I'm not going to try and eat them again. Really? Every couple of years, the food that I don't like? Become something you do like? Well, I try it just in case, just to remember why I don't like it. Like, I didn't used to like avocados. I love them now. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, so I suppose it's like me with tomatoes, but I've never continued to try tomatoes. I just woke up one day and thought, you know what? I think I might like to eat a tomato. I know it sounds odd. Well, you were struck by lightning. <laughs> I do have a lot of oddities. <laughs> and yeah. my leg twitches. Yes. <laughs> As I pump up the, the little vibrator under her ass. I just think that if you give people the opportunity and you take everything at a snail's pace, and I think that when we're talking about, like, at the convention coming up, we're talking about BDSM, we're talking about fetish, and we're talking about vanilla regular sex, and we're talking about choking, anything like that. When we're talking about that, the person with the shortest legs has to be the one that runs the race. Do you know what I mean? Yes, okay. I so agree. you've got somebody who's a marathon sprinter ready to take off and choke you all day long. Come on, we'll do it 12 times yeah. today. And then you have the person going, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I want to do that. Yeah. They have so to drive. Start off conservatively. Yeah, they have to be the driver. Yeah. I don't think anybody likes being forced no matter. No, especially not in like a sexual realm. Well, unless going back to that taboo-ness of being choked, which is the whole vulnerability thing. Yeah. So if we play with that a second, the whole point of the choking is the control. It's the power. It's the idea of being vulnerable. It's the idea of being in control and power. Or not being in control. If you're right. the one being choked. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So, there, so it's, when I said the vulnerability, that's where I was it's, at with It's that. a power play. It's a power play. Yeah. Okay. So many people have fantasies that they're ashamed of. It's actually, I forget the statistic. I think it's 39% of people, women, is it women and men? I don't know. I'll have to look the stat up. But the percentage of people is almost almost 40% who have any type of force fantasy, fantasy, anything like that, okay. which is that same concept of vulnerability and power and letting go of control. and letting go of control. Yeah. But people feel very ashamed because rape is a violent crime. I'm in yeah, all day. I'm, right. It's a violent crime. But again, choking somebody to death is also a violent crime. Correct. So if you were in a safe environment with somebody that you trust, blah, 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 and all of those elements are there, I think what stops people from asking for things that they might want to try is that, again, that fear of judgment, but also that idea that what they're asking for is such a taboo subject. Yes, and it has an automatic negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah, choking somebody to death is 100% negative connotation. Yeah. Choking somebody in sex? Less well, negative. Yeah, less negative. Yeah, and that's what I was saying, going back to the email. Mm-hmm. Maybe the partner is trying to make something that is very negative at the moment a positive. I think there's something to that. So I think I've told you this before, but my whole orgasm therapy. Yes. Orgasm therapy. It's, it's a two wild organs original. Okay. Well, because it works. I, I, listen, on the train with you, sister. It, it totally works. So do you want to explain what it is so that everybody knows? Well, before I do that, let's just pause and say, okay, so some tools for if somebody wants to choke you, right? A, you can always say no. Yeah, I mean, open the dialogue is always the first thing. First thing. If you can't have the conversation of no, don't let them choke you. Yeah. That's a period at the end of that sentence. Seriously. Or, okay, wait, hold on. Let's play this out very quickly. Let's have a partner. I'll be the female, and I'm having sex with How my man. I always have to be the dude? You don't have to be the dude. There's a fictitious dude. Oh, okay. Okay. But I was the one choking you, so I thought yeah, you were going to be the There's a fictitious man. dude that I'm currently having sex with. Okay. And I haven't been brave enough to open a verbal conversation with him about choking me, but what I'm doing is while he's on top of me, I'm gently moving his hand towards my throat. Okay. What should he do? In that moment, he probably should speak and go, do you want me to choke you? Mm -hmm. Because I've now given him some guidance. Mm -hmm. He's getting towards that. So now it's a verbal conversation. And then I have the ability to say yes or nod my head. Right. Agreed. So you can start the conversation without words is what I'm trying to say. I get that. Just because she puts her hands towards your neck does not mean that's a go-ahead. Yeah. So So that's why verbal question. His job at that point is to make that verbal question. Yeah. 
So something that I think is important, if you're going to play that game of control and surrender or dom and sub or whatever we want to call it, right, power play, one of the things that I personally find as a turnoff in sex, right, Mm -hmm. is if we've gotten into a position where we're having sex and you're the dude this time. Okay. Uh Okay. So so we're in this place where I'm being the more vulnerable party and you're the one with more of the power. The question isn't, are you okay? That is such a, let me take myself out of this fun that we're having. And you can ask that question in a different way. In other words, you can say, is that hard enough for you? Or would you like me to do it yeah, another way? When I think about wanting to give up power and control, I don't want to have to think about, about how you should about be doing how it I should be doing it yeah. or how you should be doing it to me. I want to be the recipient of what you've already planned. And I get that you have to check, how am I doing? Yeah. Right. But I well, don't. Are you enjoying this? Right. But ask it in a way that doesn't make me think. You want it harder? Yes, no. You want, you know, exactly. You want more. And I think this is true of anybody who, who is willing to go in that space. Tell me where we're going and I'll tell you if I'm going to go. Yeah. But if you ask me if I'm going, in other words, in the phrase, are you, how are you doing or how are you okay? That takes me out of that space of surrender and now puts me in a space of driving. But that is still a yes, no question. Are you so, okay? Yes. Are you okay? No. I guess my point of that is, are you okay? Takes me nowhere. Do you want it harder? Takes me somewhere. Is that enough? Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So the question should be linked to the action that's happening. The question should link, yeah, to the action, but also the idea that if you are the one driving the ship, Mm -hmm. you've got the power, you need to have an idea of where you're going in order for the play to continue, in order for it to be enjoyable, in order for everybody to stay in that easy zone. For example, so you're choking me. Okay. Do you want it harder? I get to say yes or no. Yes. So if I say no, you know that you're backing, backing off, off and you're still playing. But if you ask me if I'm okay and I say no, it's a completely different scenario. Well, then play stops. Exactly. And so okay. what I have noticed that when I've seen people play like that, if you're going to be the one in charge, if you're going to be the dominant person in any scene, in the bedroom, in wherever it is, you got to tell them you're where you're going yeah, or you else direct you, it. Yeah. Or else direct you just play. Kind of, you dry her at the play. Yeah. So in this case with, with Wolf, if her partner wants to choke her partner, then the partner's job in my mind is to not say things like, are you okay? Cause that'll take her back to a memory that she doesn't need to go to. Yeah. But you want it harder. Do you want it softer? Do you want it softer? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Maybe we can just go back a bit. If she doesn't like the idea of choking, is there an option to reverse it and go, can I do it to you first and see how that makes me feel? funny that you should say that because with this particular email, I actually emailed back that question, but I forgot to, I forgot that. Uh, until, okay. I forgot that until just now. And the response was, why would I want to choke anybody? Okay. Uh, okay. So, okay. okay. So choking. But, but, but <laughs> okay. I think that's a fair question. Yeah. Sometimes if you don't know something, if you try it out first mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel so bad to you, then maybe having somebody else do it, you won't feel so bad. Now it's not a scary. perception of it. Exactly. It's not as scary because now you've done it and you've got a handle on how you feel about it. So I think that there's other options as well. If asphyxiation play, which is what this was about, yeah. if asphyxiation play yeah. is really something that turns anyone on, you don't have to choke to get there. Hold your breath. Cover your mouth. Yeah. Cover your nose. Have them cover your mouth and nose. You know, whatever it is, because think about that. If I cover your mouth and your nose, yeah. I'm restricting your airflow. We're still having the same kind of thing, but now you have more control of your head. You see what I mean? There's, yeah. there's just more opportunities to have the same sensation without the fear. Yes. And the whole kind of umbrella, what we're talking about is called breath play. Breath play. Because that's what you're doing. Scarf play or something, actually. Oh, too. Because you're playing with your partner's breath and their airflow. 
Either right. way, choking, hand over mouth, blocking their nose. So she, the question she asked is, how could it be pleasurable? And when I think about that, I think about people who huff. What do you mean huff? Like, well, it, like people who smoke cigarettes. Oh, okay. there's smokers. A, there's a, smokers or people who have paint cans or whatever. There's a high that's associated with that reduction of airflow. People get high off of it yeah. because there's a reduction of airflow. So there's some of those pleasurable sensations that are also coming in. Mm. So if you've ever been a smoker or you've ever huffed paint cans or did the little crackers or anything like that, I think Americans call them whippets or whatever, the little uh, cracker right. things. They use balloons or something for them. The point is, is that... Poppers. Poppers is what you guys call them? I think we call them poppers. Yeah. yeah. So if you use those, then you understand that there's some reduction of oxygen, and that reduction in oxygen creates a euphoric feeling. Yeah, because you know you're going to get it back, and it's that wave of euphoria that comes. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, so do you have anything else on this? No, I no. don't. I think it really, really just goes back to opening the dialogue consent between both parties and i mean back to the email if the idea of choking is actually that negative to you then it's just a hard no yes everyone should be able to have a hard limit yeah no i'm sorry i still have ptsd from my experience and i'm not yet ready to try and make that experience something else right right here's the thing ptsd is one of those really very obviously post-traumatic stress disorder and people can have PTSD from shitty childhoods. Yeah. They can have it from abusive relationships. They can have it from going to war. So there's a host of people who have it, who legitimately have it and have that fear and anxiety. And it has to be respected. And that's what this comes down to yeah. as well. If your partner is pushing for it and you're totally hard no on it and your partner's hard yes on it, it's time for a real serious conversation about yeah, boundaries. Yeah, then it's a relationship conversation. That's a relationship it's not really a sex choking conversation. All right, I'm just checking because I want to make sure we've answered this fully. I can't understand how that's safe or mind-blowing sex. I think we covered that. Like I said, this question of how you, can you choke someone that you claim to love when you know they were almost murdered by choking, that's a really, really hard question. Yeah. That's not a sex question. Not, that's, that's a trauma a, question. That's a, like that's, a, that's a trauma question. That's a question. And, and that was my response to that is, the only reason that I would think that somebody would ask that question knowing about your history is to change the negative history to a positive one. And I think that's true. As we progress in this podcast, I think we're going to find a lot of that because, you know, I call it the bonus package. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. I'll play. <laughs> so it's going to be t-shirts on our website. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag bonus package. Okay. So you have a bonus package. You got struck by lightning. Right. All right. That's like my sucked. superpower. Well, right. That sucked. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it sucked. it sucked. But now because of that, you have this bonus package of enjoying pain. Enjoying pain. Okay. Fair. So if you were spanked a lot as a kid and now you grow up and spanking turns you on, bonus package. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Turning the negative into a positive. Yeah. And so in this case, if that was your trauma, if you could move past some of that trauma, here's my theory. This is a Shawnee theory. I got a lot of them. I have no basis for my theory other than my own brain. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, I have no evidence. I have not read any research papers on this. this but that is, goes for what we both say yeah, about a lot of About a lot of It's this. opinions. It's how we feel about a certain situation, and it's from our frame of reference. Yes. Yeah. So don't be calling us and asking us to come become an expert witnesses because somebody choked your ass. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a sex therapist <laughs> or a sex expert. There's an architect. Yeah. <laughs> what? Thank you. <laughs> and this is how I come up with bonus packages is – Anything bad that happened to you, if it happened to you and it's bad, when you get older, you get to enjoy it. 
that's your bonus package. It's kind of like God's payoff. Okay. So here's my evidence to support my wacky theory. Okay, because I was going to ask a question. Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no come on. Something super negative. Like, what happens if you were molested as a child? Bingo. Thank you for bringing that up. Because when we started doing this podcast, so the name of our primary company is FFM Production. And I realize not everybody knows this, but in the porn industry, FFM is a standard for a scene for two girls and a guy. Two girls and a guy. Okay, yeah. so we think it's very female, funny. Female, female, male. Right. We call it family-friendly media, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> well, I'm this is family-friendly. When I started Googling for that name and we got it, I really started exploring the labels of porn. Now, full disclosure, I have several friends who are porn stars. There's a lot out there. There's teen porn. There's granny porn, like sex with old yeah, ladies. Yeah, there's loads. I mean. But, but stay with me. There is brother and sister porn. There's mommy, daddy porn. There's all of these types of really, let's call it incest porn for the sake of discussion. And I'm not condoning any of it, but okay. I'm not judging any of it either, mm-hmm. right? It just is it there. It just is there. So when I think about the type of people that would be attracted to that type of porn, let's just, let's just use brother, sister porn for the sake of discussion. The type of people that would be attracted to brother, sister porn, in my mind, Shawnee's theory alone, would be someone who had that experience. Okay. It's kind of like God's bonus package. What you had was so negative and so awful as a child. Now, in some weird recess of your brain, it's hot. Okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that anything in sex is wrong as long as everyone in the room is a consenting adult having fun. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So that's why I think that's like one of the – I think that's bonus package. I think you get that. I once saw a girl, Deep Throat, and so I was like, that is amazing. I'd never seen anything like it. Okay. And I went, wow. And she looked at me. She goes, I was bulimic. I was like, bonus package. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making fun of her. But I mean, I said it to her face. Yeah, bonus package. Bonus package. You don't know gag reflex. You know. Yeah. You don't know gag reflex. Bonus package. I mean, anyway, so. Do you have anything else for us today? Did we cover everything in the email? I think we covered everything in the email. Yep, I think we covered everything in the email. So, Wolf, if you don't feel that we did, please let us know. If you listen to today's show and you want to add to what we're talking about here, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, if we missed something out or, yeah, you Or you want to talk about your intense choking experience where you almost died or your intense choking experience where you had a rocking orgasm. We really do want to know. (laughs) You can go to twowildorchids.com. You can spell the word two any way you want to, and it will take you there. And there's a place on our website that says uh, about you. That's where you would go in and you would write write in things you want to ask us. And you can be anonymous. Yeah, you can be anonymous. You you can can use a fake email address. Fake name, fake email address, whatever you want. Or you can be you. I really wish you wouldn't use a fake email address because we are going to be sending out some bonuses. Bonus package. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be sending out some bonuses and things. So I would love it if you'd use an email that you have and that you're going to get. But if you don't feel comfortable, yeah, we totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. Okay. So the only thing we didn't cover because we don't have time is I didn't talk about orgasm therapy. No, nope. that will have to be another that show. That'll be another show. That's all right. So as we get out of here today, it's one of those things that whether or not you're going to get choked or you're going to have anal sex right. or, you know, have a bonus package. <laughs> if you're going to do it once, you have to do it twice. And if you're going to do it twice, take photos, take fucking photos. <laughs> And you want to stay with the two wild orchids so you can stay tuned in. And stay tuned on.